Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal Well, fuck yeah. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Pete? Oh, doing that Tuesday thing. (laughs) Doing that podcast and stuff. Hell yeah. Fucking talking about another good one tonight. Oh, Jesus Christ. Episode 60, though, man. We're just fucking cruising through these. Yeah. I never thought we'd make it this far. (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) I think 60. We've done a lot of fucking talking, man. Yeah, we have. Some of these episodes are two hours. You do the math, that's a whole lot of fucking talking. That's a whole lot of talking. The fact we got a whole compacted list of shit to go through still is fucking... Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the schedule out through the end of October, and we still have, what, 15 or 20 feature ideas beyond that. Yeah, not even on the list of what we're doing. It's fucking insane, but that's good, because that means we're going to keep this shit ripping. Fuck yeah. And crush it. Episode 59, though, was a good one. Golden State Killer. Hell yeah, man. Fucking out there for years doing shit. Some sick-ass shit, too, man. The whole plates on the back thing is just such a fuck Dude, that was so fucked up. If I hear these... Dude, that was... When I first read that or yeah. heard it on a documentary... It's just creepy. It's, like, it's just so fucking weird. That and that whole the clenched teeth and the... Yeah. Just the whole... His whole mystique was just very fucking strange. And, and also being a cop and everything, too. Yeah, fucking yeah. Like, cause so he knew. He's devious, man, and he deserves whatever the fuck he gets. I hope he gets it fucking hardcore. Um, but they got a lot of listens. It's closing in on 1,000. So thanks to those that checked it out. And Thank if you, you missed it, go check it out because we had Joe, my son, here in the studio with us talking a little Golden State Killer, and so yeah. it was a good one. Hell, yeah. It's had a good time. I always like to have guests in here with yeah, us. Yeah, dude. We always enjoy... I uh, wish my fucking brother didn't work on Tuesday night sometimes. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people. That's why, you know, Joey, uh, my son, works second shift during the school year, but in the summers he works first. So it works out where he could come in in the summer, but after that he can't. So, yeah, unfortunately, we all got to... Do it's the life, day job man. Thing, it's life. Know? So tonight, though, dude, we're doing one we've been talking about for a bit between us. Carla Faye Tucker. Carla Faye Tucker. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Some names just kind of scream white trash, and that's one <laughs> right. of them, dude. Carla Faye. You know, Carla Faye, get your ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Carla Faye, man. She had a rough fucking upbringing. Yes, she but she did. She was one brutal bitch, though. Murdered two people with a fucking pickaxe, dude. And we're not talking about some little, like, handheld, no, like, Shawshank like foot redemption. pickaxe, fucking... Yeah, we're talking about, like, working on the fucking, you know... We're talking about quarry. Shawshank Redemption, the dudes out there fucking in doing the quarry, shit. yeah, doing it. Yeah, not the little dude in his cell. Yeah, not the rock carver yeah. guy. <laughs> not talking about Andy Dufresne. It was the worst night of his life. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie, Fuck man. yeah, it is. Um... But in Houston, 1983, man, she did that shit, killed two people with a pickaxe. But she found Jesus on death row. They so all do. They A lot of them do, but uh, she went yeah. hardcore, oh, man. Oh, super hardcore. 
Um, and her newfound religion caused many to question the execution. Um, but in this case, thanks Lots to high profile people, too. Oh, yeah. We get into some of the names, too. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Governor George W. Bush, who, of course, later became president, uh, he decided to say, fuck it. And he executed her anyway. You deserve it. Kind of funny, really, because <laughs> um, everybody's going crazy. And he's like, no, nope, that's all right. We're going to go ahead and kill her. We are in Texas. So. Yep, this is Texas. This is what we do here. Yeah, this so we're going to get into that because Texas is an interesting state. I lived there for a while when I was in the Army, and I think there were three or four people executed just while I was there. Right. So pretty crazy. Uh, we got our buddy CK, though. He missed last week. He was missing it, and we were missing him, man. It always seems yeah. weird without CK. But we did that all Golden State, so right. he understood, and it he worked did. out. He's back tonight, though. He is. He's ready. Four. He's ready, and he had a big doctor's appointment today, so we'll talk to him, I'm sure, about that. He had to do some traveling, and it's so funny because here's this literally life-and-death situation he's dealing with, yeah. and he's like, I think I'll be home in time for the podcast. Yeah, he's super concerned about the podcast. You go, like, motherfucker. Hell dude, yeah. <laughs> he's been home for hours now, so he's all fired up, kind of like Matt Foley drinking uh, <laughs> coffee and eating no-dos in the basement. Down by the river. <laughs> So he's going to do the last of his four-part series on metal bands with no original members, and he's going to be talking about which band is that, Chris? Uh, in Flames. Shit, yeah, In Flames. I was in like, Flames. I forgot who it was now. I know. There's so many of them. I had to text him a couple of days ago, like, dude, who was it that you were going to talk about? Yeah, I forget. Because I'm trying to remember all this stuff. Um, so that should be really great. Um, and so... Uh, we also have a, a piece of the interview we did with bassist John Jarvis, which was really cool. Yes, sir. It was uh, all that was a good time, dude. That was that was really cool. Nice guy. Um, he plays with a couple of pretty big bands: uh, Agoraphobic, uh, Nosebleed, and, and Scour, Scour, who's Phil Anselmo's uh, band uh, that he's in. So pretty interesting. And John was talking about that, talking about some time he did on House of Cards yeah. as an actor. So very, gonna, very interesting guy. Even though he's a metal guy, we're going to play his segment this time in the Mayhem segment because yeah. he did tell us a little Mayhem story. Pretty there, awesome. With that, Cannibal with, Corpse. With Cannibal Corpse when he was on tour with them. Yeah. So we're going to so throw that's a little segment be cool. in Mayhem. So we'll play that in Mayhem. And the whole thing was good, though. Really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, the, the whole interview was amazing. Yeah. Now, of course, we're going to be throwing down a new killer cage match. But for the first time this week, yeah. we got two killers and we got their bobbleheads. Yeah. Right? We've so been kind of waiting for this. They're so like facing off on the table right in front of us right now. So. Looking all <laughs> meat mugging and shit. So, so who do we got up this week in the Jeffrey match? Jeffrey Dahmer and fucking goddamn BTK. BTK and Dahmer, man. It should be pretty interesting combination there. The objects are pretty funny, though. Yeah, they are, really too. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that Dahmer might have a hard time controlling himself with one of them. So, <laughs> it's Dahmer, dude. So, <laughs> so it should be interesting. And then what do you think about that variable, dude? The variable's insane. Yeah. <laughs> the so that's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll do that later in the Mayhem segment as well. Um, thanks to listeners Cody Ferguson. Dave Orkin and Dan Lance for giving us those random numbers this week. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, guys. And it should be a good one. They're going to fight to the death. Um, the objects are pretty funny. Be pretty so fucking you'll have sick. to keep listening to get that. Now, uh, we've been busy here, man. We put out a video. 
Yes, we did. Uh, to help promote the Patreon page and our new 666 Club, man. I like that. You with the the nuts, the, the peanuts, and the fucking... First of all... <laughs> <laughs> that was fun because it just shows how casual and fun we are when we We just don't give this. a shit. We're like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the cool thing about those GoPro cameras is very spontaneous, quick stuff. And that's all that video is. If you missed it, go check it out on our YouTube channel. Or go to Facebook. We've got it up on there. Hell yeah. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But that's a way you can donate to the show and get some cool shit in and the help process. help us out, make the show better for you, better listening experience right. and everything, man. That's right, because all these microphones and shit cost money, and we're always trying to make things better. Uh, we're going to do some trips and do cool stuff. So all that stuff costs money, especially when we go to events. Like these uh, conventions, you know, charge two, three hundred bucks for a booth. For, like, you know, it's kind of like hard to, to sell that many T-shirts like you. To, to make it break even. So doing the Patreon helps us out. Now, uh, some late breaking news to report, dude. We're going back. We finally got shakers, a date to man. Shakers. Yes, we did. Hell yeah. Loving that shit. We love Shakers up there in Milwaukee. And guys, if you're from that area or even if you're not, well worth the journey. Uh, from central Illinois, it's three hours and 15 minutes. So Yeah, from Bloomington. Not a big deal. Yeah, it's easy, dude. Very simple to find it in a nice part of town so you don't have to worry about any drama. Free parking. Um, uh, Shaker's Cigar Bar in Milwaukee, the Haunted Bar. We've talked about it a lot. Amazing spot, amazing food, great people. Yeah, it's going to be great. Good. Dead Man's Carnival is going to be there because it's the first Thursday of the month. Uh, we talked about them when we did that Shakers episode in October. So if you missed it, go check it out. But we're going to be there Thursday, October 3rd. And we're going to be doing the full meal fucking deal, man. We're going to yeah, we are. We're gonna do the ghost tour. Um, there's going to be a group of us, so we'll probably be spread out in a couple different tours. Probably, yeah. We got quite a few people going with us this time. Yeah. And they're going to do that. I think they're doing the seance. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. So the, the yeah. absinthe seance, which oh, could be kind of interesting. That's so gonna be super fucking interesting. Bob's going to get back to me on when that, what time that happens. Right. And then, um, so we're hopefully going to do the seance, or at least a few of us will do the seance. The ghost tour. And then, of course, Dead Man's Carnival playing all night long. And then at the end of the night, Chris, what are we going to do? We're going to be up in the third room, staying in the Dead Hooker's room again. It's That's be right. It's going to be fucking fun. See what happens. That's right. <laughs> and it's cool, too, because we got some, we got a good group going with us. So we'll have people on the second floor. The third people floor. People on the third floor. We'll be doing some ghost hunting, some recording. And then we'll probably do like we did before, get a table. And just sit everybody around the table yeah, and chat about it. Works what, perfect that way, man. How the night went. Use the Yeti. Use the Yeti. Yeah. Fucking sweet as hell. So that's the plan. October third. So if you're up in Milwaukee, come check us out. Hell yeah. And if you're not, um, make a fucking trip. Yeah, man. make a trip. It's so cool. Book a tour. Uh, go Hangmantours.com. You can go and book a tour on your phone. It takes five fucking minutes. I think the ghost tours are like thirty bucks. So worth it. From basement to the third floor, very informative. Very, I was going to say super informative. And yeah. The, the, the tour guides, they're knowledgeable about what they're yeah. talking Bob about. Bob hires the best. They're really great. And then the Dahmer tours are different, and they don't do those on Thursdays. That's Friday, Saturday. So if you're interested in doing the Dahmer walking tour, you go on a Friday or Saturday, you could do both. Um, but that's extra. That's a different thing. But that's also on Hangman Tours, so you could check that out. 
Uh, but we're going to be back there October 3rd, so that's going to be awesome. And then we're going to take that uh, and we're going to use it as a Halloween episode yep. uh, this year. So it's going to be really cool. Halloween. This is Halloween. Now, uh, speaking of shakers, uh, we uh, you know we're talking about them a lot. Bob's very appreciative of that, and he loves the show. A big fan of the podcast since the beginning. He's kind of pulling for the underdogs, you know, the two morons. Thank the- you, Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. Yes. <laughs> and so Bob said, "Hey, why don't we do a promotional thing on the podcast with Cream City Cannibal, the Dahmer tour?" He's got some sweet fucking shirts. Yes, he does. Has Dahmer on the front, 17 on the back with Dahmer across it, because how many victims did he have, Chris? 17. There you go. (laughs) So that's very sick uh, humor-type shirt uh, right up everybody's alley that's listening to this show. But these shirts are great. If you've seen here recently on Facebook, I posted a picture of me with the shirt on. But Bob's got 20 of these shirts he's going to give away. So we've been doing some trivia, and we're going to do a couple of those tonight. So if you're listening and you know the answer to the trivia question, just follow the instructions, and maybe you can win one for yourself. Get one of these shirts. Cream City Cannibal Tour. Be number one, man. Be number one. Yeah, you definitely want one of these. They're so fucking awesome. And if you don't win one, you can actually buy them online if you want to. So they've got lots of options you can do with, uh, with this stuff at Shakers. They're... Very state of the art and up on the new technology and stuff. So, and then once you've won one, don't try winning another one. You, I know how you people That's right. are. That's right. <laughs> yeah, enter it again is like Jack me right. off or something. Yeah, you know, yeah okay, Mister me off. Um, so, so yeah. So let's let's spread the love. Let's get some other people involved. But, yeah. Uh, all right. As always, uh, if you check out the episode description, you'll get a link to all these different things we're talking about sponsors of the show and all that sort of stuff so definitely check that out get more involved put a little murder in your life god damn it motherfuckers and of course psycho killer bobbleheads our sponsor love those psycho killer got some good ones here tonight who do we got tonight well like we said we got Dahmer and old dennis raider the btk right because they're the cage match tonight but we also got pogo pogo there and we got albert fish and i just pulled out all uh dorothea puentes because nice because she broke her hand. I'm fixing it. She did. She did. She broke her hand. But you're being nice and you're fixing her hand for her. You were holding her hand. Yeah, yeah. And treating her lovingly. So Hey, you got to with a bitch like that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I was doing the math and we were laughing earlier because... Uh, when I figured out which episode would be oh, yeah, episode yeah. 69, 69 with Dorothea. it's the one with Dorothea Puente coming up. So you have that to look forward to, episode 69 on the Killing Grandma, Dorothea Puente. So that should be great. So, Chris, I think it's about that time, dude. I'm seeing the shadow of a fucking pickaxe yeah. on the wall. I'm a little afraid. Texas. Time to bring that shit down, yeah, yeah, dude. Let's get our murder on, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Vile Cynic. Fuck yeah, man. Vile Cynic from Chicago. Holy shit. New one. 
Sovereigns of Death, man. It's fucking nasty. Yeah, those guys are so sick live, dude. They are a great band, and they just came out with some new stuff, and they sent it over, and we're like, dude, can you please play this on the show? I'm like, well, fuck yeah, yeah, we can. Of course. <laughs> fuck so yeah, we, we can. So we opened the show with you, Vile Cynic, so thank you. Thank you guys for Chicago's fucking Chicago's a huge fucking supporter, man. Holy shit, yeah. so... Go out and check out that new Vile Cynic, man. Sovereigns of Death. That's fucking brutal. And speaking of brutal, we are talking about one brutal fucking bitch, some Carla Faye Tucker. Carla but Faye before Tucker. we do that. Yes, we got we, we mentioned about these uh, Cream City Cannibal Tour shirts. That's and, right. Uh, and we're so going to do a little serial, serial ki- killer trivia. I thought yeah. it would be fun. Fuck yeah. So email your answer to Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com. Uh, first person to do it wins a shirt. First person. Now, if you right hear this answer. a month from now, don't just assume that That's nobody won. won. Fucking yeah. send this shit in. You never know, all right? So make sure you give us your T-shirt size and mailing address, and if you win, we will pass that on to Bob and his staff at Shakers to get that shirt out to you. So very simple. Answer this very easy question. And Chris, you want to give them the question that they got to answer? All right, so what was the name of the giant of a serial killer from California that killed college girls and even his own mom and used your head <laughs> as a dartboard for his penis? <laughs> uh, and a legit dartboard. He was and, yeah, and a legit dartboard. Yeah. So, yeah, serial killer from California who killed college girls, and he was a huge dude. Yeah, giant so he, fucking guy. You can tell us who he is. Right. Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com. Be the first one. You win the T-shirt. So good, good luck, luck to everybody, man. All right. Carla Faye Tucker, great, crazed fucking drug addict who killed two people with a pickaxe. Not just an axe, Chris. A fucking pickaxe. Pick yeah. A full-size pickaxe in Houston, Texas in 1983. Swinging that shit around like a regular old miner and I shit. I know. <laughs> uh, now, that would have been about 10 years after Dean Coral was doing his thing in texas the candy man y'all remember that's right if you haven't heard that go back check out dean yeah i was just Fuck actually that, watching man. a documentary on uh on i think it was youtube where it had the uh the dude that helped him that Hen- wayne uh, what, yeah elmer we, wayne hensley yeah, or hensley yeah. or something like that and you remember when we did that dean coral episode we talked about he was the one that inspired gacy with the handcuff trick. That is true, yes. And they talked about this on the on this uh they did an interview with him. That's fucking cool. Uh, like current day. That uh, ain't cool, interview. but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, pretty fucked up. So yeah, so Houston, same area as Dean Coral, but about ten years later, a very fucked up childhood. I mean Oh yeah, her childhood was messed the fuck up from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, I mean you want to talk about a kid that literally had not a chance in fucking hell to be normal. This is one. Right. Um, because she is definitely uh, fucked up. Yeah, her parents, like, didn't really get along. Her, her dad was barely home because he was a longshore. Now, what exactly is a longshoreman? As far as I know, basically like a fisher, you know, like you're Working fishing, on the docks and shit. Working the docks. So you're out on boats and stuff because right. you're gone a lot, um, which I'm assuming that that's what that is. Uh, but, yeah, he's gone all the time. Now, her mother was a real fucking gem. Uh, now, Carla was born in 1959, but her mom was a fucking drug addict and legit rock band groupie. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, she's like a professional fucking groupie. 
Here I go again <laughs> on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Prostituting, teaching her girls all the wrong things. And Carla was the youngest of three sisters and just fucked up. Um, at age eight, she's smoking cigarettes with her older sisters. Yeah. Starts smoking weed. Sees lots of inappropriate shit with her mom and her clients. And she always had a fucking hate, not a hatred, but felt like her sisters looked were prettier than her. And there's oh, a yeah. reason for that too. Well, sure. But she always, and she always like was kind of mad at her sisters and shit. Yeah. For that. yeah. And she felt out of place, I guess. Right. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, now at age 10, she finds out during her parents' divorce proceedings that she was like uh, you she, were just alluding to. Yeah, she was. She a, was not the the dad wasn't her dad. Yeah, she just, it was a product a, of, of one of her clients. Yeah, you know? so, so that makes sense why she felt like she looked different and like everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, she had a different daddy, and one of those had no fucking idea. That, She'd gone on Maury, and her her <laughs> quote dad like didn't pay as much attention to her as he did the other girls. Right. Didn't like her as much, which makes sense. Why? Because well, obviously yeah. he knew he's like, yeah, you know, I was out doing my job when you right. got pregnant. Right. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. That's pretty fucked up. Um, so this sends Carla on a spiral down. I mean, she's, you know, feels bad about herself. Like you said, Chris, she's, you know, feels out of place. Uh, doesn't feel like she fits in. And this just obviously puts gas on the fucking fire. Starts getting into trouble at school, hanging out with all the wrong people. That's her mom's fault. Yeah, her mom is a fucking good role model. Piece of shit for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the best role model in the world, but Jesus oh, come Christ, on, dude. Yeah, that <laughs> shit is just so ridiculous. Now, she starts having sex and doing drugs at twelve. Yeah, well, she was already banging heroin at four or at eleven. Yeah, like banging heroin at eleven. That's fucked up. I mean, what the fuck? That's just ridiculous. Um, at 14, she drops out of school. I think even when she was like 12 or 13, too, her mom caught her fucking smoking a joint or whatever, and she didn't even get pissed. She just taught her how to roll a better fucking <laughs> oh, joint, yeah, I dude. Think I did see that. <laughs> like, holy shit, dude. Mom of the year. Go fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just a total awful fucking dysfunctional upbringing yeah, to say it, the least it doesn't start out good at all no and her mom carolyn was her name uh she is like a legit fucking groupie yeah, like we said yeah on a professional fucking level with touring bands like the allman brothers marshall tucker and the, and the eagles. eagles i mean jesus christ and she's got carl out there with her yeah like yeah, she's Teacher. out there doing this with her daughter, touring with bands and just just banging everybody, sucking fucking. some serious fucking rock star dick for money, drugs, and a free fucking dry spot on the floor. They weren't dry spots, <laughs> dude. You lay in the wet spot, bitch. <laughs> God damn it! You know they were laying in the wet spot. <laughs> well, maybe they gave her a bath towel to put down, right. or something. but. She was doing hard drugs by now, like you said, meth, heroin, whatever else she can get her hands on. So just fucking nasty. Um, at age 16, she gets married to a mechanic, uh, Stephen Griffith. Uh, when she's in her early 20s, Carla starts hanging out with a rough crowd of criminals and bikers. She loved the bikers, man. Yeah. She loved the bikers. And getting into some harder drugs and a lot of illegal activity, man. And her husband said that, like... 
she was 16 and they'd get into fights all the time. And he even said like, dude, like there was an interview that he did after she got caught or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that he's straight up whenever they were in fights. She's like, she hit me harder than a lot of fucking men I've been oh, in yeah. fights with. So she had some strength behind her apparently. For oh, her. yeah. I mean, she wasn't a big chick at all. No, she wasn't. But she was strong because she was swinging that fucking pickaxe. That's for sure. A lot. <laughs> um, she meets a couple. Uh, and in 1981, they introduced her to Danny Garrett, uh, who was 14 years older than her. She was only 21. Uh, they start dating. Now, I'm not sure because I didn't I see anything. she was divorced. Or yeah, what, what happened to it? Stephen Griffith, the mechanic that she married? But, you know, it was five years later, so she very well could have been divorced or fucking cheating on him. I, who the fuck knows? I mean, this chick was just out there. Oh, she's definitely out there, dude. Doing all kinds of nasty stuff. Now, in the group of people she's running around with, it could have been any of those things, you know, uh, that, you know. Nothing against anybody who rides a bike, but some of them bikers, motherfuckers, they be in, on some shady shit, dude. Yeah. And yeah when you're hanging sure. out with bikers all the time, who yeah. knows? Like I said, nothing against bikers in general, just right. some of them out there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a good crowd for a fucking 16-year-old girl to be running with. That's definitely for sure. Definitely not. Um, so she was just hanging out with some real trouble. Now, after spending a weekend, uh, drug binge with Danny and their friends, uh, one of Carla's friends shows up with a busted lip saying that her boyfriend, Jerry Dean had beat her up. Now, Jerry Dean apparently was an ex of Carla's. Now the way these guys were all like intermingling, <laughs> who the fuck knows? It's just like, Hey, I'm done dating her. Yeah. Do you want to date her? I'll take your chick. Yeah, that's just or, fucked up. And that, that again, yeah. nothing against bikers, but some of them biker clubs, like an old lady's an old lady. They just get passed around, like yeah. for real. Right. I mean. Yeah, it's a bit incestuous if you ask me, but Carla gets all pissed off hearing that Jerry beat up her friend. Um, so she gets all fucked up on meth and gets all bulletproof. And they decide to go to Jerry's place and steal the motorcycle that he's building in his living room. Yeah, in the living room. That's the yeah. greatest part. The motorcycle's in the <laughs> living room. But she was on so much shit, dude. Not just the meth, dude. She like, was like Ricky Casso. Like up. straight up Ricky Casso. Oh, yeah. I think she might have surpassed Casso, dude. She, she might have, so dude. so much shit. That would have been like his dream woman, man. He's like, oh, hey. <laughs> Carla. <laughs> you will never praise God when you're with me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah the say you love satan guy with the praise jesus girl yeah yeah, yeah, yeah be yeah. a little interesting huh now i guess that's the thing though to do in texas is build a, a bike in your living room uh, hey, probably not the smartest decision to do a robbery I, I, while you're high out. on fucking meth and out of your fucking mind not gonna lie growing up fucking uh in our house in one of the bedrooms, yeah. my dad had this 1977, 78 Norton 850 Commando sitting in the fucking room, dude, <laughs> fucking working on it. So it was in the goddamn house the whole nice. goddamn time. Just like, <laughs> I right. could see Pa back doing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you though. know it, dude. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Not with a beer in his hand, though, I'm sure. Never. Never. <laughs> <laughs> So at 3 a.m., and nothing good happens when you're doing something at 3 a.m. Anything after midnight is bad. Right. 
On June 13, 1983, 3 a.m., they show up at Jerry Dean's apartment. Uh, it's Carla, her boyfriend Danny, plus this other dude yeah, who that... apparently never went inside but was out looking in the parking lot for the El Camino that Jerry had, apparently. Right, watching for keeping a lookout, basically. Yeah. Now, another white trash staple of that era, the El Camino. Hey, man, I fucking love me in El Camino. Now, man. I almost bought one when I was 19, so I'm not totally dissing on it. I'm just saying. White trash, hardcore rock. This would have been another fucking, like, the bike in the living room and the Carla Faye Tucker name. Kind of another stereotypical yeah. white trash thing. Hey, the El yeah. Camino, which is probably the most impractical vehicle. No, it's not. To ever drive. No, it's not. It's like a car truck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking go get groceries and haul lumber. Fuck it. <laughs> well, the ones that people all trick out, you know, it's, right, like it's right. kind of pointless because you can't use the whole back half because they don't well, want to put anything in it. I'll fucking get one of them bitches, put it on a four-wheel drive chassis and jack it up about fucking 12 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the El Camino, just very stereotypical here. Uh, now, their intention was to steal this motorcycle. Um, they gain entry with a set of keys that somehow Carla ended up with. Not she quite got sure. them from a homeboy's girl. Oh, did? The girl? Uh, like she stole them from her. Oh, like okay. she didn't give them. Uh, God damn it. The dude, the dude whose motorcycle it was. His girlfriend was her friend. And was she's the friend, one with the stole, busted yeah, lip. She stole okay. the keys from her. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that makes sense. Um, so. It gets a little springer here, so you guys got to hold on tight. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a little fucked up. Now, Carla and Danny enter Jerry's bedroom. He's asleep on the bed. Carla sits on him while Danny beats him in the head and face with a fucking ball-peen hammer that he found on the floor. Well, obviously, he's working on the motorcycle, so there's fucking tools everywhere. Yeah. So he, he stuns Jerry, of course. He wakes up. Now, what the fuck kind of alarm clock would that be? No, I, some dude wailing on your face and I head with a ball-peen hammer. He hit him with a hammer in the back of the head so much that his head, like, how they put it, they like came unhinged, not decapitated or severed. Oh my but, like, God. the vertebrae came on. So was, I'm guessing his head wow. was, like, Limply. bobblehead, psycho-killing bobblehead shit. Oh, damn. Like, that's fucked. Yeah, that's super fucked, man. Wow. So talk about hammer smashed face there, man. Cannibal corpse, baby. That's right. <laughs> now, depending on who tells the story, it differs a little bit on the detail. But uh, apparently Danny leaves the bedroom to go haul the motorcycle parts out to the Ford Ranchero truck, another stereotype. No, that's <laughs> the same. It's right. Ford Ranchero. Yeah. Totally. The El Chevy Camino. El Camino, the yeah. same, Ford and Chevy, Ford right. and Chevy, same thing. Right. <laughs> so he's hauling bike parts out to the fucking truck, leaves Carla in the bedroom. Now, Jerry begins to make some, like, gurgling noises. So <laughs> I, I wonder why. I mean, <laughs> he's got your fucking head just, caved in with a fucking hammer, man. With a ball-peen hammer at that. Um, God damn. 
Now, these, she gets all freaked out, though, by the gurgling sounds. Hey, when you're as fucked up as she was, you right. probably I mean, freak out, too. Like, this you're is... on fucking speed, all kinds of crazy there shit. Was some drugs that they named it. I don't even know what the fuck they were, dude. Yeah, I mean, she. I'm sure she didn't know either. She was just yeah, taking them, shit. Fuck, it. fuck my pussy and give me drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's freaking out at this fucking noises and shit he's making, so... What does she decide to do, Chris? I mean, oh, of happens. all the options she had available, he's making gurgling sound. She could have She's, called the fucking ambulance, right? That would be A. I mean, that would be the best choice. Like, B, hey, I just want to go his over there and assess like what happened to him. If Are he you needs okay? Help. But no, she's looking. C around. would be. For some reason, she's looking around. For some reason, this dude needs a goddamn three foot long pickaxe. <laughs> To fucking work on his motorcycle. So <laughs> right. there's a pickaxe and she just starts wailing on this motherfucker with it. Right. Just going to fucking town, dude. <laughs> and she's putting holes in them, too. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking that, about... That, those motherfuckers... I've used one. They're yeah. heavy. Yeah. They're fucking heavy. That's what I'm amazed at, how small and thin she was. That she's just fucking going wailing to town, it. dude. <laughs> Fuck. God damn. So, you know, like when we talked about that... Um, Man from the train, yeah, and yeah. all those poor fucking families were killed. They had the axe outside because, and that's just a regular. Back then, you know, that was a like yeah. having a lawnmower. Shit, I got a fucking axe sitting outside my house at the fire pit right now. So whatever. right, <laughs> maybe so, that's I mean, not smart. But the Fuck. thing is, is like in that man from the train, like that's always what he used to kill him with. Yeah, and that was just a regular. Was axe. their own axe, you know? <laughs> so here she's got this pickaxe he f- she found in the apartment and starts wailing on his ass with it. So pretty yeah, fucked up. It's pretty messed up, dude. The fact that he's just got it just sitting around, though. I know. I mean, I guess I would, I would too. I mean, I just got a chainsaw sitting around my house. So yeah, I mean, most people aren't thinking about, hey, this might be used as an object <laughs> right, to I might murder get killed me with this shit. You know, but still, it just seems kind of funny. Now, she's hitting him with the pickaxe. Danny comes back in the room, grabs the axe, and delivers one final blow to Jerry in the chest. Uh, Jerry's body had somewhere between around 30 wounds from the pickaxe that were discovered in the autopsy. So that's a lot of pickaxe Swiss cheese. Yeah, that's a lot of pickaxe swings. So and that's a big fucking like you said, a three foot fucking axe. I mean, this is not a small fucking thing that had to fucking hurt. She's all jacked up on meth, you know, and as tiny as she was, I mean, she had the strength of like a full grown man. Goddamn gorilla strength fucking doing that shit. So that's just crazy. Now, here's where it gets a little Springer, all right? So, after he's dead, Carla and Danny realize there's a woman hiding under the covers. Like, watching all this play out, She's, like, trembling, obviously, scared as fuck after what just went down. It's like a movie scene where she's under the bed with her hands over her mouth, fucking trying not to breathe. Right. And they find her there. It's Deborah Thornton, who was apparently in Jerry's bed for a one-night stand from a party the night before, apparently she had been fighting with her husband, Jerry, and then wound up in bed with Jerry Dean. So definitely a very fucking Springer-like fucking thing here going on. She picked up the wrong night, though, to be a hoe because they went ahead and killed her, too, multiple times with the pickaxe until Deborah finally begged for them just to kill her. So yeah, pretty fucked they, up. They freaking left the pickaxe in her heart when they left too they did because while she's struggling uh danny broke it up but then carla drove that into her heart 
and it went all the way through her body and stuck into the fucking floor. So imagine that. You're pinned to the floor. You're, like, bleeding out. I mean, god damn. That's just if you get hit in the heart like that, it's not instant death, is it? I wouldn't think so. I think you'd have to like pump and bleed out, I would think. I That's fucking brutal. I don't want to find out. I, I don't want to find out either. But I'm just saying, that is some brutal ass fucking shit here. Um, now, I don't know what the reason was. She's fighting with her husband, whatever, but that's some bad karma. You're it's cheating some on this dude. White trash drug shit. I mean, right. it's happening, dude. Right. You're going to fight. You're in the fucking bed with this dude. But when somebody decides to kill him with an axe, right? Maybe you're I there, wrong around. place, wrong time, and you're gonna get your ass fucking tore up. So not a pleasant fucking way to go out. That's for damn sure. Now, what makes this again going into the Springer thing was what Carla said <laughs> after the whole lot. thing, dude. What did she have to say? Man? Uh, she pretty much said that while she was swinging the freaking goddamn axe at these people or whatever, mainly the female that. Every time she swung the axe, basically, she was having a fucking orgasm. How the fuck do you come your pants fucking killing somebody? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, that's just fucking crazy. And she said that over and over. She actually testified. In court. Yeah. In court about it. I'm thinking, really? Like, How does that help uh, the fucking case? This is not helping your situation. <laughs> Unless she oh, was yeah, trying was to just, say she was crazy. I don't know. I guess. The drugs were making her fucking feel that way, which I'm sure that I, I, they use. Like, she was just too fucked up. Didn't know what was going on. Right. But, dude. Wow. She's straight up like, yeah. I orgasmed swinging this pickaxe into this bitch, and uh, yeah, every time yeah. she pierced the skin, she was She's fucking like coming. Coming in pants, <laughs> fucking that reminds me of some Chikatilo drawers. shit, man. <laughs> right. Where he was saying he had orgasms when he was stabbing his victims. Yep. yep. And speaking of Andre Chikatilo, he's going to be coming up here in yes, a he little is. bit. Yes, he maybe is. Maybe another we'll month or so. In, have so. Joey in here with us. Your yeah. boy Joey. That's right. Talking about some Andre Chikatilo. So I know we've had a few people ask about Chikatilo. So he's coming. So the sight of blood. All over the place. Yeah. (laughs) The sight of blood made fucking Chikatilo bust the nut. And apparently Carla Faye had the same kind of feeling. She's fucking orgasming when she's stabbing motherfuckers with a pickaxe. So I don't even know what to say about that other than it's fucking nuts. Now, someone who worked with Jerry Dean apparently found the bodies the next day. Yeah, called Jerry's the cops. supposed to be giving him a ride. Yeah. yeah, yeah, to work or something. Um, after their investigation, Carla and her boyfriend Danny were arrested uh, for the murders, and in September of '83, they were indicted. Uh, Carla agrees to testify. You know that whole f- heard this story before against the Danny, the ex-boyfriend now, in exchange for them dropping the murder rap on Deborah. So they drop it for her, but for some reason they don't say why they also drop it from yeah, Danny. Danny. So that's kind of messed nobody up. ever got charged with that one. That was weird as fuck. So again, karma coming back on Deborah, man, she doesn't get her justice by those two, both not getting charged for her murder. So kind of fucked up. And it was weird before they got caught though. Like that was the news, uh, the shit on the news about it. And they were telling people, like, hey, we're famous for this shit. Like, right. I mean, they're straight bragging about what oh, they yeah. did and everything. Like, yeah, she's telling people about the whole coming and all right, that stuff. Right, like, hey, or, check this out. This is <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucked up. You know, up. if you want to keep out of jail, you just shut your fucking mouth, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so 
you know, it's fucking crazy. Uh, she starts to get, when she's in jail, she picks up a Bible and she just starts going to town on this shit, man. She a lot gets really into it. She's taken by it immediately. Um, and she is, you know, really, you know, clear headed now because she's off drugs and she starts to transform into a quote unquote normal person. I mean, I guess if you've been doing drugs constantly from the time you're like her eight or whatever, like clarity is real. Oh, sure. So, I mean, for whatever, you know, whether you say it's legit or it's not, I mean, I saw a couple documentaries on this and there were some people that interacted with her closely and they say that that it was real. Uh, I'm not into religion. I know you're not either. Right. Um, but, you know, I do get that some people do gravitate toward that in times of extreme stress or, you know, death in the family, that type of thing. And it helps some people. So, hey, whatever, man. You know, it's not our, we don't care. I mean, you do what you guys want to do. Um, but it's just not our thing. Um, now, she married the prison minister, which I thought was kind of funny. I thought funny. that was fucking weird as shit, right? too, dude. Right. Like, they never had no conjugal visits or anything like that. Right. But after she found all this, she's in prison and marries the prison minister. Right. What the fuck? Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely fucked up. In 1985, they have a ceremony. So, late 1984, though, Carla and her former boyfriend were found guilty uh, in separate trials, and both were sentenced to death. Uh, this was not common, though, even in Texas with For females. Female, yeah. Um, it did cause a lot of controversy. And, of course, the defense is going to bring up her upbringing, which who wouldn't? I mean, you really drugs. need to, like, at least to try, you know. Yeah, and like like I said, freaking starting out at such a young age, eight, eight years old. Right. From the very beginning, seeing it all. Right. Like, that's that's yeah. how you feel life is. Yeah, and heroin at 11. I mean, Jesus Christ. So it's just fucked up. And, you know, her mom with the whole groupie thing and prostitution, uh, all those things they brought up. And I get it. I mean, it, it's definitely a huge factor in what happened. But it is still hard to justify killing two people with a fucking pickaxe. So definitely, dude. You got to somehow take some, you know, own up to some shit and cheated. You I know. think didn't the dude that was with him, the the third dude that was with him that did, didn't go in the house or participate, but he like went in or something for a second, just long enough to see Carla like pull the freaking goddamn axe up once, smile and bring it back. Oh down yeah, or some I think shit. I did see something about that. Like that's fucked up, man. Okay, yeah, <laughs> she knew what she was doing. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> look yeah. at me. Yeah, I mean she definitely did. Now, from 1984 to 1992, uh, there were multiple attempts uh, to get a retrial, but they were all denied. Um, she, of course, appealed the death penalty. Trying um, to get life. Yeah, trying to convert it to life, but they weren't going to do it. You know, she said since she was under the influence of drug during the murders and that she had turned her life around, but all the claims to that were appeals were denied. And you mentioned, Chris, some of these famous people, man. The Pope. The Pope was even about John it. Paul II was a proponent to let her go. Goddamn to, Pat to fucking Robertson. Pat Robertson. Oh, Is that dude still alive? Uh, now, wasn't he the one that talked to Bundy? 
Like right before he was executed, is that uh, the guy? He might have been. He's because that was the one. If I'm not mistaken, or what the fuck ever. Yeah, that he was the one that talked to Bundy, and Bundy was talking about pornography and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's who it was, but I'm not 100. Uh, percent The Prime Minister of Italy, kind of random. Uh, Speaker of the weird. House, Newt Gingrich, and even the brother of the second victim, Deborah Thompson's brother. He's like, I feel like she's changed. I don't. Yeah, he did say that. So they all appeal on her behalf to spare her. And but you got GWB. Right? George, George Bush, W. Bush, governor says, of Texas. Fuck, that bitch. <laughs> fuck her. Uh, and he carried out the death sentence. So she was executed. That's so that nuts. was that. Now, I lived in Texas in 90, from 92 to 94 when I was in the Army. I was at Fort Hood, which is about middle of the state. Um, I recall at least two executions that happened while you were there, while I was there. Now, one of them was a very famous one, and I've got him on our list to do uh, because it's a fucked up story. But he killed two people in the 60s and he was on death row in Texas and he got paroled off a death row and then killed more people. How do you get a parole a motherfucker? I have no fucking idea. But he got out and then killed again. So go figure. Uh, definitely a fucked up story. A lot of bad press about that. About how the fuck do you parole a guy on death row? Right. Yeah. How um, the fuck? Pretty fucked up. So um, I got a book on him. And I know I, from living there, heard a lot about him. And I think it's an interesting story. And definitely a very fucked up dude. Definitely. Uh, Kenneth McDougal. Do um, he was executed while I lived down there. Um, so they don't fuck around in Texas with that shit. Um, and that's one of the reasons I use Texas as the place for my fictional character, Nolan Weeks from the Enoch Strange book. Uh, that's where I had him captured because I knew that if he got captured there, he would be executed. Yeah, because in Texas, they don't fuck around with that bullshit. No, no. And in my story, I needed him to be executed. So that's, uh, why I picked that particular state for a reason. Now, what's fucked up, I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Carla, when she was in prison at the Mountain View unit in Gatesville, Texas, she was inmate number 777, which is the whole antithesis antithesis. antithesis (laughs) of 666. Because you remember Striper with the 777 and all that stupid shit? Fucking Striper, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, yeah, Carla's 777. I don't know if that was on purpose or what. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, in uh, February 98, um, she's taken to the Walls unit at Huntsville Prison where all the executions in Texas take place, even the, uh, the men and the women both um, executed at Huntsville. Um, she elected to have only four witnesses to her execution. Uh, her husband, the preacher. The preacher, obviously. Uh, her sister and her two friends. And her last meal was insane, yeah. dude. Like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> a banana, a peach, and a garden <laughs> and a salad with ranch, fucking with dressing. ranch dressing. Are you from the Midwest? <laughs> right? So, kind of funny. I don't know, I Chris, would... what would your last, if you had one God, more, man. what would your last meal be? The warden's wife's pussy. <laughs> That'd be my last meal. 
Wow, okay. <laughs> the warden's wife's pussy. Okay. That's a good one. Hey, That's man. And similar, <laughs> mine would be the seaside trio at Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it smells like fish. Fuck it. <laughs> no, that's my favorite there. Or possibly the eggplant parmesan at Gazzardo's in Lincoln, Illinois. That's some nice. good stuff. I've never been there. It's really good. Uh, some good stuff. Old school, kind of like Beningo's was in Bloomington. Uh, Gazzardo's is really good. Fuck yeah. Very similar. Um, now, there were other witnesses there on behalf of the victims. Uh, crazy amounts of protesters outside. Also for, people cheering. Yeah, and, for the execution and against the execution. Oh, yeah, so always. Definitely. And this was in an era when the 24-hour news cycle was just starting. So you had a lot of, uh, you know, news coverage about this and you know, woman in Texas going to be executed. Right. It's a big deal. Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, after she got executed, like the people that were about her getting executed, they're out there literally singing that song like, na, 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 na. Right. Na, na, na. <laughs> like, God damn, you guys really wanted this bitch to die. Fuck. I know, I know. <laughs> Definitely fucked up. Um, her last words, um, or actually, I'm sorry, um, I don't remember this, uh, you know, to be honest with you, like when it happened, I don't remember seeing it on the news, but I wasn't paying a lot of attention to that right. stuff at that time. I was here in Illinois, and that was right when I started uh, started up low 12 would have been in that time. So I vaguely I really remember, remember it because like back in those days, I, I was living in the country. I was a kid and it was before like I we were fucking white trash. We didn't have sat like that's back when the satellite dishes were the size of a fucking bus. Right. And right. Fucking, uh, <laughs> but, so we didn't have satellite. We got two TV channels out in the country oh, where shit. I live. We got, we got Fox and we got the Jesus channel. That was oh, all damn. we got, dude. Oh shit. <laughs> fucking. And I, re- I, the whole reason I remember about the fucking whole Pat Robertson car- talking to her is because the 700 club was on the Jesus channel. Oh, and nice. It's just like, huh, I remember that from That's that. Funny. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, her last words were more like a statement. She asked for forgiveness, uh, saying she was sorry and thank the warden. And, and I'll be waiting for you when you get there. Yeah. And... All this kind of stuff. She went on about Jesus and this and that. And then February 3rd, 98, she was executed by lethal injection and buried somewhere there in Houston. I kind of like Gacy's final words myself. I thought that was Fuck fucking, you. Kiss my oh, ass. Oh, yeah, kiss my ass. That was that's, it. <laughs> that's just nice and fucking Kiss my pithy. ass. Yeah. Uh, Carla was the first woman executed in Texas for 135 years. years. Jesus which Christ. Which is crazy. It's a long fucking time. Yeah. Uh, there was a movie about Carla Faye Tucker. It came out in 2004 called Forevermore. I tried to watch it. Me and Jenny... Oh, that was terrible. It's very religious. It plays that whole angle. It's, I couldn't even religion watch it. Side of, it, it wasn't was too like, much. It wasn't so much about the history of what happened. It's what she came to be, basically. Afterward, right, exactly. So I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Uh, captain of the, de- the captain of the Death House team, the one that does the executions there, Fred Allen, he actually resigned after Carla's execution. He fucking gave up his pension. Just said, I can't do this anymore. He participated in 120 executions during his 11 years on the job. Think about that. That's a fucking Green Mile shit. 
He changed his position on capital punishment after this, went into a deep depression and just really, you know, fucked with him. And when you think about it, that dude, that's almost one a month. That is almost one a that's fucking a month. That's a lot of fucking execution. So that's why I told you, they like, don't fuck around. Like, I know it's like Texas, capital man. punishment and shit and all that, but if you're like the dude, like throwing the switch, does that kind of make you a serial killer? I, I don't know if I'd call him a serial killer, but certainly, you know, <laughs> you're killing people. I mean, whether you want to fucking look at it as a serial killer or not, but you definitely you know, kill. Maybe we should do some research on that. That would some be pretty cool. Fucking, like the death, the guys that in the yeah, death. The, yeah, dude, that's, that's throw a good the switch idea. And shit, dude. That's a very good idea. Uh, now, there's been quite a few documentaries, movies, plays, and even songs written about her. I didn't see any metal though. Nah, uh, so nothing like that. It's probably all church songs. Yeah, or like folk type songs <laughs> right. or whatever. Something like the Edmund Fitzgerald type song and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that fucking song. <laughs> right? <laughs> I really hate that fucking song. Uh, there's no a reason. metal band that redid it. I'm like, really? I fucking hate this song anyway. Uh, this case will probably go down as one of the most controversial in defense of those who would like to abolish the death penalty. As I've said before... Um, after we started doing this podcast and researching cases like West Memphis Three and Stephen Avery, I definitely, I've have I have my reservations about it. I really I do a do. little bit. There's some that I'm just like, no, fuck it, dude, kill them. But I know. I mean, it is tough when you know that they did it. I mean, there's like irrefutable evidence. They've admitted it. I mean, there is and no you doubt. Got the 100 percent proof. But like you said, the West mean, Memphis Three. I know, and like, you and see stuff like that. And I mean, I'm thinking the government can't do anything right. Not so why things. in the fuck would we give them the power to kill people? I just, yeah. Now, how I many just, of those 120 executions Homeboy did do you think? Right. How many were innocent? You yeah. Know, they, probably they were innocent. only one or two, but that's one or two too many. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're dead, you got no way to appeal. I mean, at least if they're in there for life, which to me would be worse than death. Yeah. Staying in there for life, especially yeah. if you're in that black dolphin. Right. <laughs> God damn. So if you're in some fucking harsh fucking situation for life, I would rather be fucking executed than that. However, at least though, if you're in there for life and there are and you and are innocent, you got a chance you'll get out of yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You got a Whereas chance. Whereas, of course, if you're executed, there's then, no bringing you back from the dead. Then this you're not fucking reanimated. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's it's definitely got me thinking a lot more about it than I ever did before. Uh, now the research I did for this one, uh, watching a few documentaries. Yeah, doc. I did a couple docs. I like. I watched little snippets of that whole Forevermore thing. I didn't try to watch yeah, the whole thing, but I watched the whole bad. thing. And the whole thing was, like you said, it was all interviews of different religious people talking to her about God and everything. I'm just like, right. Oh, this isn't what I'm talking about. Right. I, I want to see about, the pickaxe. You yeah, know? I want to see the pickaxe. You got video of that shit? Where's your <laughs> cell phone at? Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> the last podcast on the left did a really good one about her and their axe murder part know. two. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I it was in one of those axe murder, murder episodes. Yeah. Um, there are a few out there, uh, so go check it out. A lot of books on the subject, um, but most appeared to be the religious type that wanted to point out that part of the story only. So it's kind of clouded with that whole issue of the um, whole religion thing and how she reformed Jesus. Or whatever yeah. Whatever. So, you know, the religious people are going to really hang their hat on that. So whatever. Now, We're just here for the murder. 
Now, next time, dude, we're going to get fucking nasty going back to the <laughs> 1500s. A very Heads historical figure. <laughs> Heads on sticks, old Vlad the Impaler Dracula. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Vlad Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler. Uh, in Romania there, the 1500s, sick as fuck, impaling people on stakes and yes, fucking hanging them up into the fucking air based on their class. The higher up, the higher class, the lower. Yeah, I yeah. mean, fucking nasty. I almost think the freaking higher up would be worse because now you got to slide that much slower down the shit. I get, dude. Yeah, I yeah. don't know, dude. It's fucking awful. Um, and as I've said before, in Low 12, we had a song about him called Heads on Sticks and an instrumental called Forest of the Impaled. So we'll play some clips of that, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we Since will. it kind Fuck of yeah. fits in with what we're talking about. So that's definitely going to be sick as hell next week. So I don't know if you hear that, too, dude. I'm Here hearing those sounds. Sounds like our buddy CK coming along. He's been in Rhode Island today. He's been busy. But he's not going to fucking miss a podcast, man. Nope, not if he can help it. No. Definitely not. So let's get with CK and let's get our fucking metal on, man. Fucking Scour, man. We're going to be talking with uh, John Jarvis later, and uh, Scour is uh, one of his bands, so it's fucking badass. We got CK on the Skype here from Danbury. What's up, dude? What's up? Fucking killing it, man. Some Carla Faye Tucker tonight. (laughs) Got CK. We were missing you last week, dude. Missing you last week. That's scary. It was a good podcast last week. It was, it was, real, it was really awesome. Um, well, thanks. Fucked up shit, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that dude's fucking up. insane, man. That's just Golden State Killer, definitely a fucked up topic. And we don't uh, we don't spare the gory details, that's for sure. And tonight, no nah, different. He, a, he, he was a fucking maniac. Oh, he was, so, dude. Oh, wait. Did you come from Russia? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Russian person thing in Russia with the maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> He's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a fucking maniac. Oh, fuck. So, dude, it was good. It's good to have you back. Um, and I know you've been busy today. You had to go to Rhode Island to see a specialist for your cancer fight and uh, got some yeah. good news. So, that's good. And yep. Some- Everything. Um- Looks like if I need possible surgery, um, it can be done. It's going to be complicated, and um, it's going to be tough. But if um, if I need surgery, um, it can be done right now. I'm, I'm doing okay, so we're going to wait and see what what happens. That's awesome. But um, yeah, we drove up we drove up to Rhode Island last night to see this specialist who's like the fucking bomb. He's like the shit man. Was he wearing a murder um, metal mayhem shirt? Because that would have been really cool. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna wear my bizarre shirt, but Laura's like, no, you're not wearing. <laughs> I think you should have worn the psycho killer fucking bobblehead shirt. No, you should. I should have that. Should have wore the necro cannibal ass right. shirt. That's what we were saying, but nobody can read it though. That's the yeah. Problem. But the thing is, nobody can fucking decipher that. I fucking wear it. You know, nobody fucking says anything. I know. Shit. I know. It sucks that people don't get it. Yeah, because those yeah. guys are the fucking bomb. 
Either way, you know that me and Pete and everybody else in the Murder Metal Mayhem family are out here rooting for you, buddy. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, you're I know. definitely the listeners get behind you when we post stuff about your fight. And I know that we do this as a distraction to that, so I don't want to pound that too far. I want to get into some fucking metal. You've got the part four of your four-part series on bands with uh, no original members. And yes, when, and tonight tonight we are doing In Flames, which are one of the original um, bands who, who gave you that. Um, they're, they're from um, Sweden, and, and they're, they come from Gothenburg, so they're part of that original Gothenburg sound that um, At Gates, Dark Tran- Tranquility, and, and Soil Work um, started. So um, they're part of they're part of that 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 scene. Um, the band was started early in the '90s by um, Jesper Stromblad, and basically it was a side project. He was in this band called Ceremony Oath. Um, it started as a side project. Eventually, he um, quit Ceremony Oath and, and dedicated full time in Flames. And the funny thing is, actually, the first couple albums or the first couple years, it was just him. He he, had, he used a lot of studio musicians. So like in the first couple of years, like the like the first studio album, I believe the first couple of EPs, it was him with and everybody else was a studio musician. Huh. You know. Um and it really wasn't until like the, the third or third or fourth album um, that they kinda had a, a stable lineup. Um You call it stable. a couple different vocals. You call it stable, but we well, are talking about bands with no original members. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 at that time, it was a stable lineup. Um, in 95, he got um, vocals Anders Frieden, who um, was actually the vocals for Dark Tranquility, I believe, on the first album. Um, and these guys put out some fucking slamming albums in the beginning, you know. Lunar Strain, the just the Jester Race, Oracle, Colony, Clayman, um, Reroute to Remain, Soundtrack to Your Escape, um, up till Come Clarity. You know these guys are putting out some fucking great death metal, melodic death metal um, albums. Um, unfortunately, um, when it came to 2006, um, Come Clarity came out. Kind of saw a little bit of a different change, different direction, as always, which happens. Um, a little bit more melodic than usual, which which is okay. Um, the, the the vocals were still there as far as the growl vocals, the um, death metal vocals. There wasn't really much clean singing at that point. Right. Um, you know, and, and from from. Early nineties to two thousand six, Jesper was the original, was the only original member. So, um, towards like two thousand six, after Come Clarity came out, I guess he was having issues, um, substance abuse issues, and he wasn't getting along with the rest of the band. Um, so obviously he had issues. He left. Um, he had a couple different projects going on. The band kept the name. They kept going on. Um, at that time, the only original member is, um, I believe, the singer, Anders. Um, 
I believe at that time he's he's, he's the closest to being an original member. Yeah, right. the, close, the closest to being. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know the the fucking founder leaves the band and you know and and they go on. That's just so weird yeah, to me. But I guess so you know weird. you take you a imagine, lot of effort to build up an audience. You know, but I, could you imagine though but, if you had left Low Twelve and Meister and Travis <laughs> and whoever just yeah. kept on going and kept going Low Twelve? Yeah, it'd be, be weird. It'd be weird as fuck, dude. Yeah. I, I don't think I would mind it as much if, if the direction was was kind of similar to what they were doing before. Right, the same. Yeah. But when you change it all but, up. But when you start to fucking, you know, you get a little bit. And, and I don't mind having the, the melodic stuff. That's fine. But when you start fucking changing your vocals. Right. And you know you're doing it to, to try to gain a more a, a wider audience. Right. Yeah, everybody wants a wider audience, but at the same time, you're fucking you got to stay true. You know, you're, ali- you're, you know, you're yeah, you're alienating your your true fans who got you to where you were to begin with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you see that a lot. It does suck. I'm I'm with you 100. percent I do understand though. You know, you hear this a lot with bands and in interviews where they talk about how like they have like a classic album, and like they try to like do something a little bit different. And they just get fucking lambasted over it. And they're like, I mean, we get it, but we just recorded that. Like, we want to do something other than that. We don't right. want to, you don't want to re record the same album, no. but I still think you can grow, you but not abandon your fucking roots. But when you start going from death metal growling to melodic singing, to me, that's, that's not anywhere near the same. Different and spectrum. I just. To me personally, it turns my stomach when I hear growling and melodic like back and forth because it has been done to fucking death. I'm not a fan of it. I'd rather hear a growler or a singer. I don't like them together. I get that people do it, and hey, it is what it is. But me personally, I'm not a fan of that. And so so I'm I'm opposed to... Like you're saying, totally going a different route and 180 in it and throwing your loyal fans under the bus for a wider audience with the clean vocal. You know, and, and, and there's, there's circumstances like um, like when Avenged Sevenfold came out, their first co- their first albums were amazing. And he was, and he was you know, he I wasn't a singer. <laughs> <laughs> but the first two albums were fucking great. But then, then the guy, I guess, he had some vocal cord issues, and and he was told if you if he was gonna if he was gonna if he was gonna do a death metal vocal or anything like that, he was gonna blow out his his, his vocal cords. He would never sing again. All right, yeah, okay, I can understand that. You know, you have no choice. You have you got to you got to start singing clean. But I mean, these guys, what the sense of purpose came out. I saw it coming, and then, then you know, the first album without Jesper sounds of the playground fading. I was like, these guys are fucking done. You know, then then in 2014 they came out with Siren Charms, and that was even fucking worse than the previous album. Oh, and then Battles, it, Battles in 2016. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but <laughs> it, it, to me, his vocals almost sound like it was almost like robotic. Really, oh, boy. 
I was never a big fan of In Flames anyway to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I me personally. either. I didn't know much about them I at all. I listened to some, and there was some that I did into, but I never really super got into them. You know, and and then then this year they came out with I I the Mask, and they started to reincorporate the 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 the, the um, death metal vocals again. But to me, it's like it, it, no, it's a little too late now. Right. I yeah. think you're trying to get back something that that you're not going to get back, and and it doesn't work anymore. Right. You know, and and I think at this time, I think they should give it up. But you know, yeah, started or at least change the name of the band. Because to me, you're, you're you're dishonoring those first six, seven albums that came out that were amazing. Right. Yeah, but, I agree, dude. You know, I that's agree. how I feel about it. That's you know, cool. and 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 this whole and this whole thing with bands, you know, a perfect example is is, is there's this punk band that I that I really dig. Um, early punk band, Descendants. Oh, that Descendants. Oh, yeah. They're um. When their singer left to go to college, they just changed the fucking name of the band. They didn't even, they didn't even try to fucking go. Keep and this it. is only one person leaving. You know, they, they totally changed the name of the band, got a different singer, and for a while didn't even perform any Descendant songs. It was like, to them, it was a new band. Perfect. You know, yeah. And, and, and you know, you got, you know, like we discussed, um, Sepultura, you know, to me, Sepulchre is not Sepulchre anymore. Um, Napalm Death. The classic lineup is what it is now. I have no problem with that. Yeah, same You know, here. then... Um, and same with Opeth, you know, because Michael Ackerfell, he's the one who pretty much was the brains behind the band to begin with anyway, even though he's not an original member. But, you know, In Flames, eh. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, I can't. <laughs> says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it doesn't sound like any of us really dig that shit. Yeah, yeah, now, you said you that know. you had uh, you had some new releases though coming up. That's some good stuff. Uh definitely. Um, I discussed it before. Sweet Oblivion with Jeff Tate um, came out Friday. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, but from what I, from what I listened to so far, it is really fucking good. Yeah, huh. it's almost yeah. It's it's really good. It's almost kind of like like um kind of between like operation Minecraft and empire queens Reich. okay all right, that's all right um you know i haven't listened to the whole thing yet um new baroness band out of georgia kind yeah, of like uh, a baroness sludgy a sludgy um doomy kind of well a little bit doomy um they actually had it played an acoustic set 30 miles from my house Saturday, which i wish i could have went to Oh wow! Is that, but I, I was just feeling, I was just too fucking sick to go from chemo. But um, yeah. the only thing was you had to buy the vinyl, the vinyl to to, to see the show. Oh Wait, wow! Hold on, kind of hold on. and you didn't fucking yeah. do it. I was, I was just too fucking. Nah, I, I get I it. I get it, bro. Sick. Did you at least buy the uh, vinyl though? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Duh. Right, of course. Duh. Duh. <laughs> um. The um, first two Demons and Wizards albums came out, which is um, Hans from, I think it's Hans from um, Blind Guardian, the singer, and John Schaefer from Ice Earth. Um, they're going out on tour, I think, the uh, end of this year, recording a new album. They re-released the first two albums. Um, if you dig power metal, um, really good stuff. 
And um, okay. I just saw today, August 23rd, New Sacred Reich. New Sacred Reich will yeah. be released. Sacred Fuck Reich. Yeah. Yeah. I seen something the other day. I can't remember the name of the band, but these uh, members of uh, the Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, the Black Dahlia Murder, and... A couple other bands got together. They started a new like grind band together. Huh. I, I just yeah, saw I, the, I saw that. I, I, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I think they got. Um, I think it's out digitally though. Is it out digitally? Or they got? Or they got? I, th- I think it's either out digitally or they got one song that came out. I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember what right. what, what the name is. I can't. I can't either. But, um, it, but I, I definitely need to check that out because I fucking love Dillinger Escape Plan. Those guys are fucking nasty. Oh, those guys are fucking sick, man. God damn yeah. it, I love Holy those guys. Shit. Yeah, they were in heavy core. I remember uh, having to play them on the chopping block a few times. Definitely, very very fucking sick. Um, Speaking of sick, man, we did two interviews with uh, two different band members uh, this weekend, Chris. Yes, we, we did, did. Uh, Matt Bishop. And John Jarvis. And John Jarvis, Matt Bishop from the Lividity days. Back in, yeah, he's and he's doing some other stuff now. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Jarvis, as we mentioned earlier, from Scour and then also Agoraphobic Nosebleed. John's a fucking great dude, and he's got a really good uh, story uh, CK that he told us from when he was drinking with Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, when they were on tour with Cannibal oh, Corpse. Yeah, it's a good one. We're going to play it in the Mayhem segment. It's like a three or four minute clip from that interview. But the whole interview, we'll about 25 minutes, is going to be uh, out there. But debating how to do this one, because now that we've got Patreon, uh, we need to be able to have some content exclusively for them. Uh, so uh, we may just have both. Or the whole interviews on Patreon and maybe part of the interview um, for free. We'll see. Um, so, uh, so yeah, both those interviews are going to be uh, really slamming. And we'll play part of the John Jarvis one here in the uh, Mayhem segment. Now, speaking of Patreon, um, we got that 666 Club CK. You saw the video. What would you think, man? That's fucking awesome. That was great. <laughs> hey, don't forget don't forget your fucking spicy bar yeah, mix. Yeah, the spicy bro. fucking bar mix, fucking nuts. <laughs> Chris is all the, the fucking psycho killer bobbleheads were great in that video. <laughs> yeah, man. they were. I haven't heard from them. I sent them a I tagged them in it. I was waiting to see if somebody would respond and liked it, but I haven't seen it yet. But um yeah, so anybody out there listening wanna get involved, wanna help support the show, go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. And for $6.66 a month, you could be a member of the 666 Club. Got lots of VIP content, Chris, coming up for that. Yes, we do. They get the podcast a day early. Yeah, we got new, uh, you get the full interviews, not just segments. You right. Get, you get the you get the, you get the notes. Yeah, yep. you get the notes. You and get the, the karaoke, karaoke the right when I get done. them done. So... That's day, usually sometimes a week or weeks before we do the. Um, as a matter of fact, me and uh, Joey Cashman just did a sex farm by oh, Spinal God. Tap. It's fucking funny. No, it's great, man. And Holy we're going to be we're, awesome. we're going to be using it for a podcast this summer. So if you're a Patreon member, see you'd already fucking you'd already heard, have it. Be like, what the it, fuck man? is this shit? You'd be <laughs> telling people about it, but no. You're just sitting there. You're not fucking going on <laughs> patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem. We'll we'll link to it. But no, it's some cool content and it's cheap 
and it's a way to help support the show. So go check that out. Now, some national metal news also, CK. I'm sure you saw this. Dave Mustaine of Megadeth diagnosed with yep. throat cancer, man. That's fucking rough, man. I saw that. Yeah. I was like, ooh. That's Sounds like good. he's got really good odds, 90% odds to beat it. So we're hoping that Dave pulls through. He's a fucking icon in yeah, fucking were, metal. That's what And sure. they were supposed to be playing the state fair here in Illinois yeah. this year, too. They had to cancel that. Because they did. Of the, which yeah, I, and they got that... Uh, Cruise, the me- yeah, the mega guess, cruise, the yeah, mega cruise, yeah, which he which he he can't participate in, but I guess Megadeth they're going to be there. Do something, yeah, I yeah, read that, cool. that they're going to be cool. there doing something, but they can't actually play because of that. Wow, but. yeah, that's fucked up. So we're hoping he pulls through that. And some uh, also on a sad note, um, here locally, uh, the band Stink Ditch, uh, some buddies from Hoopston, Illinois. Uh, back in the low 12 days, we used to jam with those guys a those lot. Those guys are sick as fuck. Yeah, they were some good guys. Uh, their singer-bass player, Josh Jerome, died over the weekend. Don't know any details. There are some rumors going around, but I don't like not to do get that. Not going to into it, though. Not going to talk about rumors, so not sure what happened, but we're very sorry to hear that Josh was a great guy, a very, very talented bass player and singer, and just a good metalhead, so... Uh, sorry to hear about that to all his friends and his family. It's just shitty. So never a good time, especially on Father's Day. I think he had a little girl. Yeah, that's uh, fucking so it's awful. Now, there's a show coming up, Chris, this Saturday, man, June 22nd yes, in Colfax. At the Bloodshed Compound. Yeah, in Illinois, in Colfax, uh, where the Bloodshed in the Country shows are. Uh, Going to be a sick one this time. Murder Complex. Blood feud, and who else is going to be there? Zabalba thirty three. last, yeah, Zabalba thirty three. Yeah. today's last tragedy. And uh, then North Haven, which is our homeboy Dan Steinlich. Dan Steinlich's band. new band, North Haven's playing, yeah. and then and your then, boy, yeah, fucking goddamn psychophanic sex soldier. That's right, fucking Shane Riss, <laughs> fucking gonna go out there and fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, I remember him at the Bloodshed show with the fucking. Right. You know, leather face like, fucking outfit yeah, on dude, with the chainsaw sure. and everything freaked my daughter out i was dude. like what the fuck <laughs> it's like two in the afternoon and this motherfucker just running around walking around full leather face dude shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah shane wrist all right that shows being here for fucking the 50th episode. yeah he Shane's was in dude, here dude. yeah the band, dude. we did some Hell killer yeah. cage match with shane Hell so yeah so the show starts at 8 p.m uh it's so this saturday show, june 22nd no charge byob i mean seriously uh so check out the facebook event for it says welcome to the dirt circle i'm not sure what the deal is but go to circle. it and they've got the details for the show there so and we've got another trivia question for him chris we're doing some trivia to win a cream city cannibal that's jeffrey Dahmer shirt um, all you got to do is email the answer to Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com. Be the first person to do it. You win the shirt. And like I said earlier, uh doesn't matter if you're listening to this a week later, two weeks later. Fuck it. Email it. You never know. You never right? know. Pete at MurderMetalMayhem.com with the right answer. And give us your T-shirt size and your mailing address. And we'll send you that shit. Uh, Bob and the guys at Shakers will get that out to you. Very simple, Chris. Yep. You just got to answer the question. Now, just what is the question 
for uh, them to all answer. All right, for the second question of the night, here we go for this T-shirt. Get it, guys. That's right. Uh, what killer inspired the fictional character Norman Bates from Psycho? Here's a little hint. He liked to visit cemeteries and brought shit back to his house sometimes. So <laughs> good luck with y'all. <laughs> yeah, that should be a pretty easy one. Now, come on. So send the answer to us at Pete at MurderMentalMayhem.com. And support that Cream City Cannibal stuff because, Chris, we've both done it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking a fucking amazing, great dude. one over at Shakers in Milwaukee. You can go to hangmantours.com and uh, book a tour today. That's just such a good time. So, fucking hey. Fuck yeah, man. We did a lot of stuff here in metal. You got um, anything else you need to add? Yeah, anything CK, else, man? CK? Yeah, you got this disgrace going around this fucking deal. Oh, yeah. Fucking tour. Oh, man, yeah. What's up yeah, with that? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I saw I saw a YouTube video of it, and it kind of looks to me it looks cheesy. You got fucking a hologram of Dio playing, uh, singing with a live band to to his side. That that is kind of odd. And um, you know, and I I don't know if it's 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 a money grab because I don't know if if with all this technology, if the guy who actually invented it is able to make money from it because he probably put so much into it. But right. you know what? I don't know. I, I think I think you know fucking Wendy Dio has a part in it. I think she's a fucking skeeve anyway. <laughs> she hasn't been married to the guy. For, she hasn't been married to the guy for thirty years. I think she's just trying to get um. I think she's trying to get Possible. something from it. But you know, you know, and that, that's my that's my opinion. You know, don't sure. you know that, that's what I think. But uh, from what I saw, I just think it just it just looks cheesy to me. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go to see it, something so. like that myself, even if I hadn't heard what you just said. I I think that's kind of silly. I mean, really, I just don't get it. I've but then again, it. I saw him on Holy Diver, Last in Line. I saw all those yeah, tours. Right. You know, I saw him, you know, back in the day. So, you know, I get it. You know, if you're I, old, younger than us and you never saw him before or certainly not in that era, you know. Maybe you would be longing for it, you know. I don't know. I've seen uh, videos of other hologram shit like that. Like, yeah, they did one with Michael Jackson. I think they did, and it right. looked fucking weird as shit. And they did one, yeah. uh, I think Tupac, and it just looks weird as it fuck. Is. Like, it's what weird, the fuck, dude. An El Duce one would be kind of cool. An El Duce one would be fucking. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> wow, Doctor Heathen Scum, you're a friend of the show. Make that happen, dude. <laughs> With, with his fucking um, double-headed dildo. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. Hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, CK, oh, always good to talk to you, my friend. And uh, I know you got to get back on that train because you've had a long day today. So uh, you be good. Hell yeah. And, I love uh, you, brother. We'll see you next time. What are you talking about next time? Actually, I'm, I'm going to give the listeners the option. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. shit. Nice. Because we're going to do, because you guys are doing Vlad the Impaler, correct? Yes. Oh, yes. All right. So here, here it is. It's either I, I, I cover Exodus or I could do Carcass. You guys decide which one, whichever Car- you decide is, is whatever, whatever, you know, people say, that's what I'll do. All right. All listeners, right. you heard so that. You go post it on Facebook. No, Comment on our Facebook page whether you think CK should talk about the band Exodus or, or the band Carcass next week when we do Vlad Dracula, also known as Vlad the Impaler. That's a good one, CK. We'll let them decide. 
and we'll let you know what yeah. they say. But uh, always good to talk, CK, and uh, we will talk to you next week, brother. All right, sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Later, bro. Thanks for choosing Golden State Showers. Can I brighten your day with a fountain of yellow bath special? Ah, sorry. I think I got the wrong number. I was looking for the Golden State Tourist Center. Well, that's okay, because here at Golden State Showers, we welcome everyone with open arms and open bladders. <laughs> Our fountain of yellow bath is a special frothing bath which some people find very invigorating. Fountain of yellow? Frothing? Are you talking like a golden shower? Like pissing on people? Oh. We'd rather not use the word piss. It's so crude. Our fountain of yellow beautiful is a thing that leaves your skin smooth and vibrant. If you book two baths, the third one is free, and you get a three-pack of our new urine vanilla pudding pops, and they're great. What the fuck? You fuckers are fucking nasty. How about that, that fucking Golden place. State shower commercial? Yeah, dude. that Golden State shower commercial was a shit, man. <laughs> I, I think I need to go get me one of those bitches. That motherfucking shower sounds, as he said, invigorating. Invigorating. Yeah, that was Pete Zeratovich from Chalk and your brother Michael. And my brother Michael. Fucking, those guys are funny, man. We had such a good time doing those on Friday. That shit's we so did fun a bunch doing, of them. Dude. So you guys got some of those coming up in the upcoming episodes. And then we also played a little taste the summon flames, flames the song all for me so there we go we're in mayhem now dude this is probably our favorite place to be i like i like to be uh here instead of being murdered well yeah i would think so yeah. but metal is a good place to be too but mayhem Metal's is just a lot of fun we have a lot of good stuff going on and we did a very cool interview we mentioned it earlier with john jarvis a bass player of Scour and of Agoraphobic Nosebleed. Motherfucker's involved in like a hundred fucking yeah, things. Yeah, he's got so much shit going he's on. He's an actor. He was on House of Cards for like two or three seasons. He's got a whole... Uh, he's got yeah. the IMDB page where you can go watch uh, or see what movies he was in. And stuff. Goddamn, promoting... Is he not... Promoter's he's not a, what I'm looking He's a for. booking agent. Booking now. agent. That's what yeah, I was Yeah, I mean, for, this guy yeah, is involved yeah. in a hundred things. Yeah, he does all kinds of shit. Man. Yeah, he's a very talented dude. Of course, a lot of you know his cousin, Adam Jarvis, the drummer, who's on Sick Drummer magazine all the time, fucking just throwing the fuck down in Kill. Misery Index and fucking... He's also in Scour. But anyway, uh, John, we did his interview with him. Really cool. And he had a good story, Chris, about yes, doing some did. partying. Hanging out with motherfucking goddamn uh, goddamn cannibal corpse, fucking yep. corpse, corpse grinder. grinder and shit. Yeah, fucking. so it's pretty funny. I it's like you a that three or four fun, minute though, clip. So we'll play that, and we'll be playing the whole interview at another time. But for right now, check this out, little John Jarvis. Now, this is just out of my own head and everything. But just curiosity, do you got any good just chaos mayhem drunk stories from being on the road because our listeners like to hear that shit from different people all the time just didn't know if you might have a little mayhem story of your own that you might like to share yeah, real anything quick. good john uh i mean 
<laughs> there's a lot of them. Oh, you know, I'm sure. Get anyone in trouble? Of right. course, yeah, of course. Wife's listening. No, no, oh, I yeah. hear that. I hear that. But uh, you know, I guess I could tell one that's self-deprecating at least. Uh, I uh, was tour managing, and uh, we were on tour with Cannibal Corpse. Right. The first night of the tour, it's always a lot of business going on. And you gotta, you know meeting everybody for the first time and you know so i didn't go party with cannibal the first night of the tour for sure because i was pretty doing busy. my job you right. know I was trying you gotta to do paid, your job you know? right <laughs> so anyway next night that wasn't good enough for you know uh corpse grinder corpse eg is what i call it. Corpse EG. So you, 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 better, you, you better get on the bus tonight you know and blah 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 <laughs> and all the guys i was working for they were just like chomping at the bit to get on can you get, can you get me on the bus you know because <laughs> right they want to party with them yeah exactly they yeah. couldn't but yeah and I'm, so i'm like yeah of course so that was the night we got to party for the first time <clears throat> on their bus with you know the band and drank all night and just just raged and raged and when you try to keep up with a guy like corpse grinder you know, <laughs> right i'm sure it's, it's tough. You, you pretty <laughs> sure much, it's tough. you're gonna lose wow what what does he before, drink you know? what does corpse grinder drink well i would say if he had his choice <laughs> he'd have like some miller light or coors light beer to wash down his shots of whiskey ah uh, okay there's that whiskey light nice and nice. when he's says it's time to do a shot you get a shot you, you do know, a shot right? <laughs> you, you don't you don't say no <laughs> so yeah we i think i can... pretty hard and so you know if, after the next day i woke up and i was just i was so dehydrated i had to end up in the emergency room oh, oh my god, god. Damn, dude. <laughs> so they're like yeah have you been drinking today and i was like well i was drinking last night they're like well you smell like you've been drinking today. <laughs> well, it happens, man. Sorry. <laughs> that's yeah, good. Partying, partying with those guys is always fun. So. That, oh, yeah, that's dude. really cool. That was good. Yeah, that was fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Hey, talking to John was fucking yeah. the shit. John's a good dude and uh, total in, totally into metal all the way. Plays in some fucking pretty brutal fucking bands. Hanging out with fucking Cannibal Corpse, though, dude. What right? The fuck? Yeah. yeah, pretty awesome stuff. So John is a good guy. And like I said, we'll play more of that interview uh, in the very near future. But um, we're going to move into, uh, we're going to be doing another interview coming up this weekend with yes, our we buddy. With uh, our buddy Bill Ritchie from the Route 24 Escape Room that we talked about yeah, before, dude. Piper talk, City, yeah, Illinois. Man. Uh, good stuff, man. That escape room, we went through that. We're going to talk to him about it. Sick. Got a lot of good video from that, and I'm going to post a YouTube video of all that stuff with Bill's interview we're doing this weekend. So the Bill Ritchie interview, uh, just like these other ones, you'll hear the whole thing later, but we'll play a piece of it next week in the Vlad the Impeller Give you a little taste of what's going on. Yeah, because Bill's a good guy, and he's got some really cool stuff. Of course, he made us the Pogo Skull which we have in here now, and then the original, the original skull with the skull lights light. and the eyes. We've had that since we built the studio. So so we like having Bill's stuff around, and so it'll be cool to have him in here talking about shit. Yeah, not just on Skype or whatever. He's going to be in here with us. Yeah, like he's going to physically be here. He wanted to experience it, so Hell that's yeah. cool. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, we got our killer cage match this week, dude, for the yes. very first time. 
We've got bobbleheads of these motherfuckers. They're eyeballing each other. They are, dude. dude. They are. <laughs> they are fucking eyeballing Looks each like other. Looks like some romantic guys, though. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about Dennis so much. But well, Jeffrey, see, BTK, remember, putting on the lingerie. Oh, yes, he did. That's so, right. I mean, he took all the Dahmer, pictures of himself with the fucking... Sh- yeah. Dahmer might be down with that. I don't know. But we got Dahmer <laughs> versus Dennis Rader, also known, of course, as BTK. Uh, thanks to listeners Cody Ferguson, Dave Orkin, and Dan Lance for giving us the random numbers. And, of course, we have a list of 60 killers we came yes, up we with, 60 objects. And then was it 15? 15 uh, random, like, uh, we call them variables, but crazy Stupid shit. Stupid like shit. A horde of fucking sewer rats or yeah, fucking fire ants. Tonight's is a good one, too. Tonight's so, a good yeah, one. Tonight's so, is a good one, too. So they picked... The numbers that give us Dahmer versus BTK and Chris. And what are the objects that they're fighting with this they, week? They got an ice pick, a stuffed horse cock. So I'm assuming <laughs> it's a real horse cock that's been taxidermied. Probably. <laughs> and Probably. then, uh, <laughs> so they're going to be fighting with those. And then they got that variable in there. Right. Now, what's the variable uh, this the week? Variable this is kind of crazy. Itself is a fucking full grown bull. <laughs> Tripping on LSD. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. God damn. That could be kind of fucked up. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you think the bull is going to be like chilling or is it going to be freaking the fuck out? Bad trip, man. Bad trip. <laughs> that would not be good. No, you got a bull fucking on a bad trip on LSD. Everybody's dead. I don't care who the fuck you right. are. But I'm going to go with the bulls on like a fucking, we'll call it he's a mellow Grateful and, Dead style yeah, trip. He's, like, tripping, like, he's, he's just, just like chilling, wandering around like, looking hey at- guys, calm down. While these guys are over here beating the fuck out of each other, the bulls is like, calm your mellow, Chill, bro. <laughs> so the bulls calm. <laughs> All right, let's go with the bullish chilling. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good call because, like you said, if he starts going crazy, yeah, everybody's everybody's dead. dead. Dude. The cage is dead too. Man. Yeah, everything's everything gone, dude. All right, so we got Dahmer and BTK going at it. They got uh, an ice pick, which could get nasty, and a tuck and a taxidermied horse dick. <laughs> right now, what do you think, dude? I mean, physically, I mean, Dahmer's. You know, I Dabba think worked it, out at his height, you know, at his at his height of his killing, I think would have been in better shape than BTK. I, I agree. BTK, like I said, Dahmer kind of worked out more. He he was about lifting weight because he loved biceps. We right. all know that. We do know that. Uh, he worked out all the time. He was a stronger guy. BTK yeah. was more of a. I don't know how to put it. I don't want to say soft, but yeah, he uh, homely, I guess. I don't know. Well, I mean, like BTK's killing style, you know, with the gun. Usually, I mean, he did that had that one with the knife, but right. But you know, I he, mean, he, he was, did rape the victims, but he, you know, he wasn't like an up close a personal. No, he's far away. Dahmer bring him straight to his fucking house, right, and just fucking kill him right there, cut their head open, and yeah, and he was doing all that sadistic shit with cutting parts off and putting and shit in jars. Yeah, that and whole fucking in shrine in that one room. Yeah, and I shit. mean, I think the physicality of what Dahmer did was more demanding than what BTK was doing. So for I'm the most part, pretty sure my opinion is that Dahmer himself is going to get that ice pick. 
He's going to drive it in fucking BTK's Damn. head, pour some acid, try to make a sex slave Oh, out of no him. way. He's going to take that taxidermied horse stick. He's going to suck on it for a little bit. Then he's going to attach it to BTK. Oh. And he's going to ride that horse stick while it's attached to BTK. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. He's just going to keep him running. He ain't going to kill him. Okay. You're my new sex slave. Oh, wow. Okay. See, I'm thinking that he's going to, I agree, he's going to get the ice pick. But I'm thinking when he goes to hit BTK with it, BTK is going to pull out that fucking cross (laughs) and he's going to deflect the fucking ice pick away. Okay. And he's going to get the horse cock and Dahmer's going to be like jaw drop when he sees how big this horse cock is. And he's just going to whip the fuck out of him. Cock beating him. Cock whipping him, man. Cock whipping him. Yeah, right, fucking right, right. I can see Dahmer's going to be. Dahmer's just going to be like, die by being dick, cock whipped. <laughs> Dahmer's just going to be, be uh, murdered by getting whipped with a cock. And he, he'd probably enjoy that. And it wouldn't be such he'd a bad way for like, a guy like that to go. This is the best death ever. Right, right. <laughs> so that, that's my take on I, it. So. I, I like him fucking, we got separate opinions this time. Nice. That's right. That's right. So always love doing some killer cage match. What's your people's fucking ideas on that's this? That's right. Tell us, man. Let yeah. us know. Hit us up. Yeah. What do we you think? We will talk about it on the fucking show. Tell us, man. That's right. Yeah. We'd love to hear some stuff like that. So let us know what you guys think. And if you've got any good additions that we could add to our lists, always feel free to share that with us. So. Fuck yeah. Well, I think uh, we've done some good mayhem work tonight, dude. Shit got a little crazy. All right. Well, let's fucking move on to the outro. pretty sure that song's about my brother after he gets wasted and pissed off he's a hate tank he's a hate tank <laughs> little mod hate tank that might be a song about michael then we'll see <laughs> uh bumper music tonight in flame scour mod and our buddies vile cynic from chicago Hell's good stuff yeah. tonight uh thanks again to sponsor psychokillerbobbleheads.com get yourself one of their awesome bobbleheads or score a t-shirt. Their t-shirts are fucking awesome. I mean, there's not much to it, but they fucking just look at like when you're walking around wearing a shirt right. that like Psycho real big killer. bright red just says psycho killer and the dot com small. Yeah. People are looking at you like, what the fuck? Right? Yeah. What the fuck, fuck is yeah. right? Tell them fucking that murder metal man sent you, man. They'll get your order out to you, shipped out right away. They'll take they care will. of you, man. Oh yeah, fuck they're not gonna fuck killer. around. Um also our last minute sponsor, thanks to Golden State Showers. We appreciate it. The support, Go and out the and invigorating, get you frothing bath, <laughs> um, if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, if you missed the two trivia questions in the podcast, go back and check it out. Uh, first two to email in the right answer wins one of the awesome Cream City Cannibal Jeffrey Dahmer t-shirts from Shaker Cigar Bar in Milwaukee. So go to go book a tour, hangmantours.com, man. We both love that place. Uh, yeah, and thanks for everybody out there fucking listening, man. We appreciate the Hell shit yeah. out of that. You said fucking saw Japan and Singapore fucking. Yeah, Israel was on there Israel, today. Israel, bro. In the fucking <laughs> West Bank with that shit, man. God 
damn. <laughs> suicide vest and fucking murder metal mayhem. <laughs> suicide <Fucking>. metal mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> so some crazy shit. U.S., Canada, and the U.K. still dominate this uh, countries. Top 10 cities, though, Chicago, Bloomington, Illinois, and Danbury, Connecticut. Danbury, CK country. Uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Omaha, Nebraska. I saw Denver, Colorado on there today. El Dorado Hills and Fucking California. amazing. So Fuck thank yeah, you, guys. Really, we appreciate it. Now, Chris, you got uh, some good comments yeah, this time did. around. You want to so, read them? Uh, Donnie Painter. Dottie, 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 not Donnie. I apologize. <laughs> Dottie Painter said, I love this podcast. You guys are so funny. I really love the killer cage match the best. I like the one you did with the metal bands fighting also. Yeah, and we are. We're due for one of those. Yeah, we are due for Especially a with the Vlad metal. the Impaler episode. Yeah, that might be a good one. That would be a great one. Yeah, yeah. so maybe next week we good, might actually do one of those. Good choice, Dottie. Dottie. Thank yeah. you very much. Hell yeah. Uh, Bill Richardson commented, that episode on the Black Dolphin Prison was fucking amazing. I never heard of that place, but I definitely wouldn't want to spend five minutes in that motherfucker. <laughs> Me either, dude. Fuck that. The yeah, silence I don't think alone so. would be the worst. Damn. Dude, it would, man. Oh, my God. There's no way. I couldn't do it. <laughs> God damn. No way. So, so yeah, I'm with you, yeah. Bill. Fuck Thank that you, Bill. shit. Fuck yeah. And uh, Crushing Skulls 79. Crushed them fucking skulls. <laughs> says I love the metal you guys played. Do you decide what? How do you decide what songs you use? And does CK pick his own bands to cover? And as far as the music we play, we just kind of ran try and pick sort of something that goes with the theme of the murder. If not, we just randomly pick music yeah. we like. And CK, yes, he that's one metal. His segment, one hundred percent him. Do what you do, CK. Yeah, I mean there are times where we've made some suggestions for him, and, and he rolls and he's, with it. He but, goes with it. Um, like the bands with no original members. We had kind of laughed about that for a while, and then CK put that all together. But, yeah, 95% of it is CK. We just kind of make a few suggestions here and there, but really it's his thing. It's all his thing. Um, The bumper music, I do pick, of course, one song is the song from a band that he talks about. he's talking exactly that. And then the others are just like, Chris, you were saying, you know, just random, like, oh, this sounds cool, or... Maybe one episode, maybe a little death metal heavy. So the next right. episode kind of mix it up a little or bit. Or if we can find a band or a song that goes with, like oh, I totally. said, the theme of the murder we're talking about or whatever. Yes. Like yeah. we try to do that too. Yeah. So. so we mix it up some, but that that's a very good question. Very, very good question. Um, I like this one. 666Bitch yeah. said, I, I just you subscribed already. to your YouTube channel. And I love the video that shows the new studio. I would love to check that out. Do you guys do tours for listeners? At this time, we're not doing that only because I live on the same property as the studio. This is my house. And <laughs> it's not that I would mind showing. I love showing this place off, but I don't really want to open it up to the public because I don't want to necessarily have people just showing up here uh to see the studio so at this time we're not doing that but who knows we might do a contest or something cool where you you can maybe get a chance to come here and check it out maybe we'll do something do some recording with you or something yeah the bands you know we've had bands here jamming before so we have had a couple of events that we've done here but it's really been for close friends only again because i live here where we do the show 
uh, on the same property. So uh, right now we're not doing that, but appreciate you being interested. And uh, yeah, there's that video on our YouTube channel where we take you to a little tour of the Horns uh, High Studio. Studios. Yeah. So it's fun. And we've cool. added shit since the, stu- the uh, since the video. We have. So. We're almost about due to do another one. That'd yes, be kind of cool. A little follow up. So awesome. Uh, don't forget to check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to all the past shows. Check out the episode description for links to all the things we've been talking about. Go you, talk to all the Check out everybody that was in the links, man. They're oh, awesome yeah. people. Man. Yeah, I try to link to as many things as I can think of when I'm putting that together, uh, usually the day after the podcast. Um, also, uh, check out the Murder Metal Mayhem YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe so you can find out when we post stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Get Your Murder On and try to get some Twitter followers. So get out there and fucking follow us, man. On, We've man. been posting that, some stuff and join that six 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 club for the on the Patreon, man. Oh hell yeah! Support the show. Like we said, you get extra content. You get uh, yep. special perks here and there for it. Yeah, and your pre or your support is super appreciated. So yeah, we get do out appreciate there and help it. Us out, man. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Murder Metal Mayhem. Also, PeteAltieri.com if you want to grab one of my books. Uh, don't miss. Next week, we'll be featuring Vlad, Vlad Dracula. Vlad the Impaler going to be brutal as fuck. Bloody is a motherfucker. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of blood and fucking mayhem in that shit. Yeah, so, so it's going to be a good time impaling thousands of people, not for the weak at heart. So definitely rest up for that one because it's going to get crazy. Got a little special karaoke tonight, don't you? We do. We <laughs> do because we know that our girl, uh, Carla Faye Tucker, was kind of turned into turned Jesus, Jesus freak. And so uh, Jenny, my girlfriend, had suggested Jesus take the wheel, which was a good one. It makes sense, man. I was laughing just thinking about it. Okay? Right, right. So I went ahead and recorded myself singing that which you're going to hear in a minute. And it's funny, but I thought, you know what would be even funnier is to get Joey Gormonger in on this shit because his vocals are just fucking over the top. So I sent it to Joey because he was going to come in here and record his vocals here with me on Sunday. So uh, so anyway, or Saturday. So, um, so anyway, he... He got here and he has a jump drive and he's like, I already did it. You know, he has his own recording stuff. So he took my recording and he put some vocals on it and, added and he some put guitar. some guitar and shit on it. And it's, it's fucking out there. It's fucking funny as hell. So what I thought was you'd probably like to hear both because they're both funny. Um, In but their own right. Yeah. They're different. They're different. So I'll play my version of it, and then you'll hear me and my version with Joey's added to that. So a double whammy on the karaoke tonight. Enjoy this shit. So enjoy this shit, and until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And your fist in some religious hypocrite's fucking face, man. Nice. Last Friday on her way to Cincinnati On a cold white Christmas Eve Going home to see her mama and her daddy With the baby in the backseat Fifty miles to go And she was running low on beans and gasoline It's been a long, hard year 
She had a lot on her mind and she didn't pay attention. She was going way too fast. Before she knew it, she was spinning on a thin black sheet of glass. She saw both the lines flipping for her eyes. She didn't even have time to cry. She was so fucking scared. She threw her hands up in the air. She just take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Cause I can't do this on my own. I let it go. So give me one more chance. Save It was still getting colder when she made it to the shoulder and the car came to a stop. She cried when she saw that baby in the back. She's sleeping like a rock for the first time in a long time. She bowed her head to pray. She said, I'm sorry for the way. I've been living my life. I know I gotta change. So from now on tonight, she just take the wheel. Take it from my head. Cause I can't do this on my own. I'm Relatives of her victims arrived to witness the execution. At 6.30 p.m., Tucker was led into the execution chamber and strapped to a gurney. She apologized for what she'd done, and within minutes, she was dead. She saw both the lies flipping for her eyes. 
didn't even have time to cry She was so fucking scared She threw her hands up in the air She just drank the wheel Take it from my head Cause I can't do this She apologized for what she'd done, and within minutes, she was dead. 